Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms. Apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Here's some stories about a show we made About a bunch of dogs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate I said, here's the stories that you all should know So gather around to hear our Gather around to hear our Scrubs Rewatch Show with Zach and Dono I gotta tell y'all, I got this song in my head and you're gonna love it. It's an old standard. Well, I know you're going to feel it. I can't okay, stop singing I'm ready. it. Ready or not, here Uh-oh. I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you and mm. take it slowly. Yes. Fuji's ready Fugees. or not. It never Best. goes out of style, Joelle. I've been singing it all morning. Whole album still hits. You know when you got a song in your head, you wake. do you guys wake up with a song in your head? Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. I was going to say sometimes, certainly have. I very often will wake up and I'll just be like, ready or not, here I come. (laughs) It's not always that song, but maybe I was dreaming about it or something. But this Mm. morning I woke up, my dog licked my face, and I was just like, you can't hide, gonna find (laughs) you. He said you're ready. You can't run away from these tears I've got, oh baby. I gotta make sure I get the lyrics right. Hold on, I looked them up because I did not want to mess (laughs) up. Yeah, I don't think you got one wrong yet. Wait, wait, wait. I I looked it up because, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Lauren and I went to high school together. Lauren Mm. was at my bar mitzvah. Yeah. Lauren, there's a bar mitzvah game you call called Coke and Pepsi, which is basically just kids running around the dance floor, but you have to have a partner. And Lauren was my Coke and Pepsi partner at my bar mitzvah. So just so you know, this this runs deep. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I want to get that one part she sings. You can't run away from these styles I got. Oh, baby. Hey, baby. Cause I got a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anywhere Mm. you go. That's too high. Anywhere, anywhere, anywhere you go. My whole crew gonna know, oh, baby, hey, baby, you can't hide from the block. All right, listen, oh, Donald's not here today, guys, so I had to do the, the loud singing, so it I'm done. <laughs> it's, we appreciate that, it. That sec- the audience who hates singing, that section is now over. 
the quota has been filled. <laughs> Who hates singing? Oh, no. No, I just don't know. You know, listen, people hate everything. So right. I once saw a video on YouTube. I once saw this is I once saw a video on YouTube that was, was to this day one of the sweetest things I've ever seen in my life. It was a father playing guitar, singing with his probably four year old, and she, uh-huh. they like knew harmonies, and it was I, I, it brings a tear to my eye thinking of it. And there were like this is back when they would show downvotes. There were like thousands of downvotes, and I was like, if wow. that isn't the ultimate example, <laughs> wow, haters! <laughs> I hate God. joy. That's the interwebs. Taylor Swift was right. The interwebs. Uh, But somebody was like, took the time to be like, this adorable father and toddler singing to themselves. Nope. Thumbs down. Bothers me. Not entertaining to me. (laughs) Just wow. Rude as hell. Um, Well, let me explain to the audience what's happening. We're doing a special episode today. Um, Mm -hmm. Donald, don't worry, kids. Mommy and daddy aren't getting divorced. We're not breaking (laughs) up. Um, our, our friend Donald is shooting his new show and he's loving it and it's amazing and he's having the best time and he's getting that work. And so we're so happy for Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Um, but I felt like, you know, we hadn't done a show. We did the the Florence one, which was so well received. Thank Mm -hmm. you for all the love on that one. But we were going to be off this week and I just said to Joelle and Joelle said to me, we were like, let's do something. And so I came up with an idea Kind of inspired by Jonah Hill and his amazing doc, Stutz, which you haven't seen, is is really good, um, where he brings his therapist on and sort of talks, you know, and shares some of, you know, what he's gotten from his therapist and just sort of shared the information. His was done in a very artful documentary way, but I thought we are called fake doctors, real friends. I do have a, a coach psychologist who's helped me with a lot of my life and certainly is the reason I was able to write this movie. And um, I just thought we could have them on and, and all shoot the shit. And I, it could just be a conversation about mental health. It could be a conversation about anything, anything we want it to be. Joelle and Daniel, I want I'm you so guys excited. to participate and steer it wherever you want. Awesome. Uh, Sounds great. Let's what do you this. think? What right. do you think about that? Very is he here. Intimate, of course. Is he here? Uh, the doc is in. Uh, bring, <laughs> bring, bring in the doc. There he is. There we go. Hi. Hi doc. Look at this. The whole team. Yes. yes. So, uh, Doctor Fader, meet uh, Daniel Goodman and Joelle Monique. Hello, Hello Daniel and Joelle. Nice to meet you both. How's it going, Doctor Fader? Nice Happy to, to have meet you, Doctor Fader. Welcome to the program. Um, so, as I was saying to the audience, you know, we don't have Donald because he's working, and I really wanted to thank you, the audience, from the bottom of my heart. the The audience response to a good person has been just monumental um mm. it i think it currently has a 95 percent audience rating on on rotten tomatoes which is just pretty uh unheard of and rare and i just you know this audience you guys who are listening guys and gals have been with me the whole journey if you've been listening to this podcast i started writing this when we started this podcast mm-hmm. and so you know i i really have a journal in the sense of an audio journal of my process um the whole time I was doing this podcast, I was writing this movie. So it feels so great to share it with you. And um, and also, I just thought I would go a little bit. The idea behind this podcast, since we don't have Donald and can't do an episode of Scrubs, was to put out something and and talk a little bit about the process of writing it. And um, and I thought, who better to have on than than Dr. Fader? Because he, um, I couldn't have done this without him. And I, so much of the things that I'm accomplishing in my life, I couldn't have done without him. And I first met him about seven years ago, I believe. Some There's a very successful person in my life um, who will obviously remain anonymous, who I, was just killing it. 
And not only was he killing it, but he always seemed happy. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? That he's always happy. <laughs> and um, he was killing it in his career. He was killing it in his relationships. He was happy, always happy. And I said, bro, what is the secret? And he said, well, lots of things, lots of work. But, um, but also, I, I really recommend my, my coach, my, my psychologist, um, Dr. Jonathan Fader. And so um, we started working together. And, um, and um, I don't know what to say. I mean, I have plenty to say, but I just want to welcome you to the show, dude. Hey, thanks, man. And thanks for all those, those kind of words. I, you know, I genuinely feel that this is something that we've done fully together. Um, and, uh, I think your courage and, and the hard work that you put in, I mean, this is hard work to change yourself and, uh, it's hard work to get started. It's hard work in the middle and it's hard work all the way through. And, and you've worked really hard. Well, I couldn't have done it without you. And I, and I, I guess I want to just say, you know, will you explain just for, you know, some people on this podcast are familiar with different types of therapy and some don't know anything about it. Some have it in their lives. Some it's been, you know, it's looked down upon in their families. You know, we have people who listen from all over the world and from all walks of life. So will you just generally explain to the layman what the difference is between a traditional psychologist or traditional, ther- I think of old school therapy, but, and, and then what, what you call what you do, which is being a cognitive behaviorist, because, um, and I've been in therapy since I was a, a little kid and seen all sorts of therapists, um, cause I had OCD as I've shared on here and, and depression and anxiety. But I really feel like I started to make some, some, and all of that's been helpful. I don't mean to minimize any of it, but I, um, I really feel like I started to make some, some more, some larger shifts when I started working with you and, and your style of working. So can you explain that in, in basic terms for people? Yeah. I mean, look, I th- think that most people have a misunderstanding about what therapy is to begin with. And that, you know, just because of, you know, watching The Sopranos or, or watching a show, you, you begin to think, hey, this is really about, not, not the killing part, but, you know, you begin to think that this is about um, only about the past. It's about understanding your past and going really deep uh, psychologically into who people are. Um, and this comes from like, you know, the history, it's Freud, it's the beard, it's the pipe, it's lying on a couch. Yeah. But that, that way of doing things is that old school way has really evolved over the years. And the kind of therapy that, that I do is, is based in cognitive behavioral therapy, which really means two things. It means we focus on the here and now. We focus on changing behaviors and actively together in a collaborative way, changing thoughts. Um, as we were saying before, too, it's, it's not just a one person kind of thing where someone just talks. We talk together. And so it's much more like coaching where you're jumping in you're thinking together about which thoughts work. We tell ourselves these stories. You know, we're mm. all from, from birth, right? As soon as we learn to talk, we tell ourselves stories about ourselves. And this work is really about examining those stories, seeing, seeing which stories work and, and which don't. And then how in a, in, a, in a partnership, you begin to change those stories so your life begins to resemble the story that you want. That's so well said, and it jumps right into what I want to say. Is one of the one of the biggest things I've got out of of of, of working with you and the readings I've done is that you're going to make up stories. An experience happens, and then your brain instantly goes to work making up a story and an interpretation of what just happened. And if you're an anxious, depressive person, that 
that could instantly go to worry and negativity and the worst possible interpretation of that experience. But you just, but one just totally made all that up and instantly accepted it as the truth. No, absolutely. I mean, as you know, I mean, I, I work with, you know, exceptional performing artists and like the one hosting this show, but I work with a lot of athletes, um, tons of athletes, you know, I've worked for many years in major league baseball and NFL. One of the stories I wrote about in my book is exactly what you're talking about. You know, there's a, a pitcher who's in the major leagues for the first time, first time in the big show. He's up there, he's pitching. And all of a sudden he notices that his pitching coach looks a little bit disturbed. He just sees it in, 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 you know, down in the dugout and he's up there and he's starting to think about like, what is this guy? What is he thinking about me right now? He's just looking totally, you know, sir, he's really suspicious of me. He's, he, he's got all these stories going in his head and he actually kind of gives up a home run, has a terrible outing, comes back into the dugout and the pitching coach is saying, Hey, you doing all right? He's like, yeah, but part of it is just like your attitude towards me. He's like, dude, I've been had, I've had terrible gas all day. I've been, you know, I don't know what it was, the burritos last night. So, you know, you're right, man. We, we have this constant story uh, that we tell ourselves and it's very evolutionary, right? I mean, no one gives you the handbook on what it, on what it means to be a human, right? We learn it along the way. And so CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and to some degree, you know, performance psychology is, it's all about giving people a better manual about, um, how to live as a human, how to change your thoughts, how to interpret stories in a different way. We need training on this. It doesn't, I know. You know, and you never, we obviously never get a manual. We get, you know, we get, we learn, we, none of this is taught in school. You know, we, we, we have to, in my school, we had to take, uh, we had to learn. I always, I always reference proofs as the dumbest thing I learned because it was like, <laughs> and I know some kids needed to be exposed to mathematical proofs to go on and be math geniuses. But I remember learning like, Therefore, by the associative property, whatever the fuck it was, being like, <laughs> this, my time would be so much more valued with a communications course. And actually, my high school, I'm sure it's long gone, but in, in the early 90s, had a one communications class. And I, th I remember thinking, like, even at the time, thinking, like, this is pretty progressive for a public high school. And it was amazing. It was, it was about sharing. It was about listening. It was about all this stuff. And, and most kids, my, my, this is my, me rambling going, so much of what I've learned and, 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 and late in life, it would be so valuable. I always think when I have some eureka moment with you or with a book, I'm like, oh, my gosh, imagine I knew this in high school. Imagine someone exposed me to this in, in my teens, how much easier I could have navigated um, all, all, all my emotions and all my insecurity, you know? Yeah, and there's some, you know, I mean, Zach, it's really, it's interesting you're saying that because there is some movement towards that. Like there's a whole social and emotional uh, learning that's happening a little bit more in school, but I agree with you. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that fundamentally, you know, what we need to learn is how to, how to understand our emotions and how to understand our thoughts and feelings. And we don't really learn that, right? We spend a no. lot of time learning things that aren't that valuable, those proofs you're never going to use again. But wow, if people just learned how to listen better to other people, if that's yeah. what was taught, like if you were taught how to empathize, um, and how to listen, which is a really hard skill to learn yeah. because we all listen to reply. And also how to, I mean, it's one of the most powerful things I got out of, out of all of this is like that, ne that interpretation, that negative thought you're having is not the truth. And it's, and it's not even who you are. It's just this trigger response to an event. And in my case, because I'm a worrier and I'm anxious and I have OCD, 
the trigger response is negativity and worry and and fear. And and I've been learning with you that like that's just totally the web you spun. Like that the facts of what happened are are X, okay? You know, the fact is the pitching coach looked like he was frowning. That is a fact. But my experience of it is He's saying I suck. He's squirming. He thinks I suck. Everyone in this fucking stadium thinks I suck. I do suck. Why am I here? I shouldn't be here. And then, of course, the next day you learn he just had gas. Hmm. I mean, I do that every. I do that a thousand times a day. I mean, even with the work I'm doing, I'm actually trying to work on this. I'm obviously catching myself now, but I'm still. It's still a trigger response. Do you know what I mean? No, I absolutely. And that's what's so great about you know you talking about it and being open about it because. You know, everybody listening does that. Uh, you know, it's evolutionary. You know, we all have this negative bias. It, 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 it grew because humans need to be negative in order to survive. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. So the, the rule of threes is a really interesting rule. It's, it's about survival. How long can you survive without food? You want to take a guess? Like three days, right? You can survive longer, actually. You can survive. You're, you're actually thinking about, about water. You can survive for three weeks, but you're right. It's three days without water, and it's three minutes without air. So three weeks out without food, three days without water, three minutes without air, basically, right? And so you're, you, you really, we, we have this conception that we need that, those things, but we can survive longer. But how long can you survive if you fail to recognize a predator? 
in your environment. If you don't notice something dangerous, how long will you survive? Could be no time at all. No time at all. <laughs> yeah. no time at You're all. dead. You're yeah. dead. So if you think yeah. about how our brains evolved, they evolved to notice the thing that was wrong. Right. That's how we're mm. built. We're built yeah. to notice the thing that's wrong. When I give a talk, I mean, you know, or give a talk to a thousand people, whatever. I go up there. I, the first person I notice is the person looking at their phone. Yeah. The first person I know. Oh my God. I did, a, I did, a, I did a Broadway know? show, dude. I did a Broadway show and I would perform to 2000 people or I don't know, something like that. And I would, I, I would see someone yawn and it would fucking ruin my whole show. Oh, Absolutely. Oh. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, no. You know, one that's person, how we're built. One person, I'm ignoring the nineteen the nineteen hundred and ninety-nine people that are that are hopefully enjoying it. <laughs> and I see the one dude yawn and I'm like, I suck, this sucks, we suck. Totally. Right? I mean that's and and that and that's something that's universal. And so, you know, so the the way I talk about it, and you know this, uh, you know, is that there are three parts to being a human: thoughts, feelings, and actions. And that we spend most of our time focused on feelings when feelings is the thing that we control the least. Yeah. You can't directly, if you're feeling shitty and someone says, Hey, cheer up. What do you want to do? Punch the person in the face, right? Like right. that's, you know, the worst thing you could say to someone who's anxious is calm down, right? That yeah. You can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't, you really, you just, you're going to lose your mind. So what are the things that we can affect? We can affect thoughts and we can affect actions. The one thing you directly control is what you do. And so a lot of behavioral therapy is thinking about that with people and, as you know, doing experiments. You know, there's this myth that we have to feel a certain way to act a certain way. And it's just the reverse. You know, by behaving a certain way, you can you start to feel a certain way. And I think that's hard to do without some coaching, right? That therapy doesn't have to take forever. The myth of, you know, sitting on a couch and talking about your past for 10 years. Look, I mean, therapy can be really effective um, done in short duration, in, in, in six weeks, in eight weeks, in 12 weeks, if you're really working with someone who's focused with you and who's jumping in and helping you to, as you were saying, examine, right? Put into a record these thoughts. I always tell, tell people when I'm working with them, look, you know, in your head, there's a district attorney and a public defender. Only when we get depressed and anxious, the district attorney is like Harvard trained. They're ready to go, right? They're mm -hmm. ready to attack you yes. every moment, right? Every second, but yeah. you need to beef up that public defender. You need to school them. You need to give them instructions about how to examine these thoughts. You know, humans have these two errors that we jump to. One is blowing things out of proportion. And the other one is jumping to conclusions. And so mm -hmm. as we were talking about before, what a great coach, a great therapist is going to help you do is to examine the evidence and put things in perspective. The more you do that, you know, you're going to have a different relationship to the events in your life. As the famous quote says, things are not as they are. They are as we are. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love that. I also feel like, you know, um, and some of this, by the way, not to plug shrinking, but some of this is, is, is happening in shrinking. If you're watching shrinking, um, there's, a, there's a running joke called, uh, called boop where, it, where uh, they refer to it as a pattern interrupt. And what I got out of that is you can change the way you're being with someone instantaneously and, and they can't help but shift. It's almost like in tennis, um, if, you, if, you if you hit the ball uh, cross-court, the opponent has to, has to, there's no choice, has to shift to the other side of the court. 
And are you impressed, Doc? I made a sports analogy. But um, I'm really impressed. By the way, I didn't realize I didn't realize until last night in the bath, as I was thinking, where I have my greatest revelations. I was like, how funny is it that of all of the therapists in the world, I have a sports psychologist as my. Uh, but um, yeah, but, the irony um, is like neither of us neither of us have credibility in that department. Why well, you're you're not an athlete? Either. I'm terrible. I, that's oh. I think that's the thing that makes me. A good but weren't you like the weren't like, you like the psychologist for the Giants? I was a psychologist for the New York Mets for nine years and the New York Giants for two years. Yeah. So that's amazing that you don't know anything about sports. I mean, I know about it, but I can't. I mean, the, the most embarrassing thing need, is you must, need, a, you must need to know more than I know because I just know like you're trying to get the ball with the bat as far as possible. I, I mean, I think where I needed my own own techniques is when I was asked to play catch with, with these guys like on the field and they saw oh, what boy. I was really made of. Oh, my God. That's funny. Um, but um, – this idea of a pattern interrupt that you can change who you're being and like the, the person that if I hit cross court, the guy has to, the guy or gal has to move to the other side of the court. Well, in microwaves, you can do that anytime you choose in your life. You've been, let's say you've been reacting to a certain person's behavior. This, this your go-to reaction is, is, is a certain way. And then you try a pattern interrupt and you just change who you're being in that, in that relationship and they have to move to the other side of the court because your reaction is different. Do you know what I mean? Can you explain that more technically than I just did? No, I think you're explaining it well. I mean, you know, Marshall Linehan, who's a really, uh, you know, an innovator in the field, she has a quote where she says, like, you can't think yourself into a new way of acting. You have to act yourself into a new way of thinking. And I think a pattern disrupt, the way we talk about that is an experiment. And what I find to be really effective is, you know, once you start to do experiments in your life, right, um, you know, once you start to try something that's different, yeah, you get a different result and that result is reinforcing. There's yeah. nothing more powerful than reinforcement. When we do something, the, the pattern disrupt works because usually when you, do a, when you do a different action, you have a different result. Yeah. And if that result is reinforcing, it's really powerful and it makes you want to do it more. That just lights me up so much because I want our audience to hear something that's so powerful is like, that's instantaneous. That's not years of therapy. That's something it takes. It might take courage in your situation and definitely might take vulnerability in your situation, but it's literally something you can do instantaneously, which is I no longer will accept just making an example, you talking to me that way. The way that you're talking to me is no longer acceptable. And my reaction to it will now be Y, even though for a decade it's been X. And of course that takes courage. This is all about courage and vulnerability. That's the theme of the whole, all of, of working on yourself. But it is something you can notice instantaneously, right, Doc? Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, to, to use the shrinking term, you know, it is trying those boops in your life. You know, you're worried about, um, you know, what someone's going to think of you if you, you know, behave in a certain way, try that behavior. What I, what I tell people all the time, and this comes from a long history of, of science in what's called exposure therapy. Yeah. Um, you know, exposure therapy, um, you know, so much of life um, is by, you know, finding ways to stop avoiding things. Um, avoidance is the enemy of all progress. And yeah. Finding ways to stem avoidance is the key. So, I mean, really simply, with or without therapy, kind of making a list of the things that you're avoiding and just in the smallest ways attacking those things 
is a, is a disruptive pattern that's going to help you achieve. That could be a huge conversation that you're avoiding. That could be asking for a raise at work. Um, that could be changing, you know, starting your screenplay. It could be starting your business. I mean, it could be something small like a conversation or it could be something big like starting a business, right? Entirely. And I think, you know, the thing about, I mean, I, I was just, you got me thinking about shrinking. What I love about that show is, you know, it's a parody, right? So he's just going and just telling everybody what he thinks. But what I think is great about that is, this, is he's just confronting avoidance. Um, you know, what you find in your life is when you start to do the things you're afraid of, you, you get unusual results yeah. and positive, positive reinforcement, positive reinforcement is so much more powerful than anything that you could, any kind of other, um, reward. Um, there's a story I, I tell about positive reinforcement. So one of the biggest people who's evolved the field of psychology was this guy, B.F. Skinner, right? He was a guy who changed psychology, came up with these ideas of positive reinforcement. He used to do, you know, experiments with where he'd look at how people would respond to it. And one year, his class decided they were going to actually respond to him and use positive reinforcement operant conditioning with him. And so what they decided to do is while he was speaking, they were going to just reinforce his behavior, try to get him to move the left side of the room. That's the behavior they were encouraging. Hmm. And so they did it by, by reinforcing him in the way that presenters like to be responded to. So how do you, how, what do you want to see when you're presenting? You want to see smiles and applause and nodding. Yeah. Exactly. So that's all they did. He had no <laughs> idea what was going on. So, oh so when he moved to the left, one step to the left, they just nodded and smiled. Yeah. And then when he stopped, they stopped. That's it. B.F. Skinner, legendary psychologist, spoke tucked into the leftmost <laughs> corner of Harvard or wherever he was speaking. Right. And so, you know, it's simply, you know, making, getting, and this is what depression is about. Mm-hmm. Whatever people want to say about depression, depression is about the lack of reinforcement in your life you're not getting enough positive reinforcement. And so what a great therapist is going to help you to do is forget about what happened in the past. Okay, let's talk about getting you in a position to receive reinforcement in your life. Where does that come from? Not inside your apartment, right? It's just not there, right? You're never going to find that reinforcement. Like, you know what? I always joke with people, a quarter of the people come in and tell me, hey, I, I want to find a romantic partner. I'm like, I can tell you one thing, where they're not. They're not in your apartment. You're not going to find them, there, right? <laughs> sure. So, like, we got to we got to get out. We got to start moving and shaking, and and we're going to figure out ways to do that. That dovetails with another thing. Not just looking for a partner, but I I feel, you know, one of the things I've been asked. I just just finished the giant press tour for a good person, and one thing that kept coming up was, um, what are the themes in, in overarching themes that 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 journalists were seeing in my in my three films. Um, Garden State, which I was here, which I always mention, I wrote with my brother Adam, who's a brilliant writer, and now the latest one, a good person, and so it's caused me to examine it. It's not something I really looked at, but I was again thinking about it in in the tub last night where I do my great thinking, and I was thinking that the for me it's it's about looking for the the theme is looking for human connection, and it really comes out of my 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 loneliness. Um, that I've felt my whole life very, uh, even the, even when I'm surrounded by people and friends and others, I have felt different and other than, and very lonesome. And so I think all three films are, 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 are about yearning 
for a deeper connection to someone. Mm. And and I think the response to this film, um, since it's come out, and 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 the the messages, the beautiful, heartfelt messages and comments I'm getting on on Instagram and 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 other social media play, platforms, I, I I'm seeing this connection to that, obviously to grief and to addiction and to, but I I, I feel people really tapping into that yearning for a deep connection to other human beings. Yeah, I mean, all your films are certainly about that. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms. Apply. I'm just curious, though. You know what? What's your hope for what this film does? How, how does it? What does it bring out in people? And what will? What will? How will they walk away after seeing it? I hope that they feel less lonesome. I mean, or or just or, or just that they see themselves in the movie. I mean, the movie is obviously an extreme. It's 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 no secret. It's in the trailer. It's about a, a vehicular manslaughter and 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 how that affects the lives of these two families. And now, I, I, God willing, the audience won't have something uh, that extreme in their in their life, but they will. Everyone grieves something. Everyone um, has a pain in their heart about something. And I and I hope that they that they that they go and experience it and um and and feel less a little bit a smidgen less alone that that there's other people because when I'm really depressed and anxious and lonesome and I just feel I just feel like I'm the only one feeling those things I know in the in the macro that's ridiculous I, I know that we're all human beings but 
but but that's what you feel. That's what's the overwhelming feeling. So I hope that people see this and feel um uh see themselves and feel seen and feel less lonesome. That's what I really hope. Yeah. What I'm you know, what do you think people would be surprised to know about you that that led to this film, that led to this coming out and and um led to this coming to fruition? I think probably that I've suffered from depression. I mean, that's something I just spoke about uh, really openly for the first time on the Rich Roll podcast, which is a podcast I really recommend to everybody. It's my favorite podcast other than this one, obviously. <laughs> um, but Rich Roll's just a fantastic interviewer, and he's, he's just a guy who was an addict, and, and he turned his whole life around, and then he became like one of those marathoners who runs like insane marathons, and now he's just, I don't know, he's just a... I, I saw him the other night and I said, you're like my rabbi. Like, I think you, I was like, I think you're, I think what you do for me in my life is what a rabbi is supposed to do for, for, for Jewish people, because I just find him so inspiring. And, but anyway, I'm rambling. Um, that's what I think that people would be surprised to know because I'm known for being a, a comic actor. I'm known for, for being silly. I come and do this show, for example. And, you know, throughout the pandemic, there were times when I was really, really, really depressed. Um, you know, Nick was dying. Um, Amanda's was 50 feet away in my guest house in a ball crying. And I um, was very, very sad. And I would psych myself up to to be funny on this podcast because I want to entertain people. I get joy. I do get joy from making people laugh and entertaining them. And I get a I get a dopamine high from feeling like Donald and I and, and Joel and Daniel were funny and and I, I hopefully made people laugh and made them feel good. But I certainly um I think that's the biggest surprise people would probably think is that I, you know, that I've suffered my whole life from from depression and anxiety. And 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 it's actively working on actively working on it with you to to be able to tackle it better. I mean, I, I'm just listening to what you're saying about the Rich Roll podcast and, and the marathon and what he does. And I just think of you and, and your life. And you certainly have run a marathon through COVID and through all those things that you experienced. What, what has allowed you to do that? I mean, how, how have you, in our work and on your own, been able to get through that and, and then use that to, to produce this I think- movie? Thank you. That's a great question. I think I really just focused on, you know, I'll tell you a story I never told anyone. And that is that, uh, I don't know why this is my answer right away, but I, you know this, but no one knows this. I was super sick in, um, beginning of January. I got so, I got strep throat. So the worst I've ever had, it It was so painful. I couldn't even swallow water. I mean, I didn't know you could get strep throat this bad. And think, I think I had scarlet fever because I, I had a rash on my stomach and I was like Googling. Yeah. I was Googling rash i finally was like rash and strep throat and it said scarlet fever and i was like i got a fucking scarlet fever (laughs) and i tried to convince my doctor i was like he's like you wouldn't get scarlet fever that's for children and it's like rare and i was like i have fucking scarlet fever dude anyway i don't know if i ever convinced him but um (laughs) anyway so i was so sick and i was so sad and i was so alone and i i remember just lying on this heating pad because it was the only thing that felt good I didn't even have my dog with me to, I mean, I was just, it was a low point. And anyway, I put on this Brene Brown YouTube uh, TED talk mm-hmm. about vulnerability, mm-hmm. which has gone viral for years. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's, uh, it's, what, it's what broke Brene Brown as a self-help guru, if you will. I don't know what you call her, but she's amazing. 
And it was her first TED Talk, and it was about vulnerability. And I just started sobbing. I just started crying. Granted, I was very sensitive and very sick, but I, I just, what she was saying about being vulnerable and having the courage to be vulnerable, um, I just felt this tears. I cried for the whole thing. And, uh, and so I think that that obviously tapped into something for me. And that's where it's, it's a similar place that the movie came out of. It was like, what if I, you know, just wrote something that was incredibly vulnerable? You know, the story of a good person is not my exact story, but all the emotions and the feelings and the, uh, everything that's, that is the support structure of the plot is, is my story. Yeah. And, and I think in what you've made too, I mean, it just, it speaks to the fact that everybody has a struggle um, and that it speaks to the fact that we're all experiencing and have experienced over this past couple of years loss. I mean, if you yeah. haven't, if you haven't experienced loss in the past couple of years in some way, you probably weren't awake to what was going on. Well, it wasn't, it needn't, it needn't even be death. Um, it could be just the, the, this, I think we're all in, I mean, this PTSD from what happened and we're all moving on like, okay, that was crazy. And I, I, I really think I was talking to my mom about this. Who's also a psychologist. She's been on the, the podcast and I was talking to her last night because we were trying to analyze this in this beautiful audience response. And my mom was saying kind of like, I think that there's a, there is a collective grief in society that, that people might not even know is there within them. And that, that could be from their very real life experience, of course, or, or it could be just from the experience of, of the trauma of COVID. I mean, you know, I think what's, what's uh, the story within the story here um, is, you know, you were asking me about um, changing behaviors and about dealing with grief and about dealing with depression and overcoming it and how cognitive behavioral therapy is a method for that. Yeah. But the whole arc of, of making this movie was in fact all of that for you. It was, it was quite a journey, you know, and, and it's, this audience has been along for the whole ride, you know, guys, Joel and Daniel, we, 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 I started talking when we started the podcast, I think oh, yeah. I was yeah. telling, you've been writing it for a long time. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty. 
to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends. That's helixsleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacoba's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacobas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Do you guys have any questions for the doc? I don't mean to hog uh, do. the expensive doctor's time. You guys, can, um, <laughs> this is all I on quit me. my schedule for it, this. <laughs> it was really fascinating to hear the two of you talk. So Truly. please don't apologize. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. I, similar to Zach, have depression. Um, I noticed it at like 16, but I also had ADD, which was also undiagnosed. So I got diagnosed with depression when I was 30. And with ADD when I was 31. And when I started therapy, you know, my first therapist was a lot like you. She was like, all right, let's figure out what the problem is. Let's really make a plan. Let's go get it. And I was incensed. I was like, I'm hurting. I don't know how to start trying. I'm so angry and still confused. And I'm still trying to get medicated despite being diagnosed. It was like a whole process and it was frustrating for me. Um, so I went through two years of just the emotional kind of therapy, the the let's just dive deep and just talk about your past and all of that stuff. And then at some point I was like, this is not changing anything. So I got a new therapist who's a cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapist who helped me change and grow a lot. But I, I say all that to ask, is there a headspace you need to be in or a thing you need to have done in order to be ready for CBT? This is such a great question. I really... I love this question. Um, I'm already married, but I would marry this question if I wasn't. <laughs> um, I love this question because, you know, I think by our discussing this, you're really going to help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Look, the main advice I have about therapists is if you feel like your therapist doesn't like you fire them. Um, and not to say that this therapist, you didn't get along, but you know, if you, if there's not mutual likability, mm-hmm. meaning you don't feel understood, 
forget it. It doesn't matter what kind of therapy they do. They can do, you know, I don't know, scarlet fever therapy. It doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Like they're not the right person. And so what the research, the science shows us is the biggest effect of therapy is feeling understood by the therapist and that there's mutual, well, you know, likability and positive regard. And so that's just like, you know, it's like when I, there was this club, the Palladium I, in New York City growing up and I would go there, there'd be these amazing drag queens out front. I would go up to the front and try to get in. They'd be like, you, you, and look at me <laughs> dead in my face and be like, not you. No, and so, you know, the, this trauma later on, Zach will work that out with me. Um, but anyway, so you know, like, the, the, they have this, uh, they have these, these little ropes, right? The velvet ropes. You can't get into a great therapy relationship unless you get past that. And the entry fee is empathy. You need to be able to show and demonstrate understanding of the person and connect with them. It doesn't matter what kind of therapy you do, right? And so I would say, you know, to me, it's sort of 70% that, uh, to your point, and 30% the techniques, right? And so, you know, you should find a therapist that you feel like understands you. And, and a lot of the research also shows, this is such a great question. I could nerd out on this forever. And I think it's really helpful. It's like, you know, you got to be able to um, do two things as a great coach. You have to first be able to connect and, and demonstrate an understanding and the hurt, acknowledge the hurt and show the person you get the hurt. Only then, will you be able to teach or give skills? I'll tell one other story about this because your, your question like unfold, you know, sort of opened a door. But I was once in the clubhouse of a, a, a professional sports organization. And I was there and there was a, a rookie. He was really struggling. This is a guy who's just starting in sports, right? Really struggling. And I was newer at the field and I was just going after him. I was like, hey man, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Why don't you try that? And there was a veteran there who knew me right? For a long time. And he, he just sauntered over afterwards. The, the kid was like li- listening and he was like, you know, playing my game. And then he walked away and the veteran just like, look, Fader, people have to know that you care before they care what you know. Mm-hmm. And that just like stuck with me. It's a quote. I think Roosevelt said it or something, but that stuck with me forever to your point, Joel. Like it, it, this isn't even about therapy. It's, it's about teaching, you know, if Daniel's teaching someone else audio video stuff, it's like, if the person doesn't feel like you really care about them, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter the instruction. It doesn't matter the thing. So your, your question is also just like a, a hammering home point, like find someone that you feel like cares about you and that you care about. You can develop a relationship. There's instant good feeling or, you know, within the first meeting. I feel that you care very much about me. And I, I do, man. And I trust you. And I feel like you're rooting for me. I mean, the coach analogy is so strong. I feel like you're rooting for me. And another th- really powerful thing that I get out of our relationship is that I'm, I feel accountable to you. I'm not going to let you down because I know it's like, just like an athlete doesn't want to let their coach down and their team captain down. I don't want to let you down. So if I committed to you that I'm going to write, um, you know, Monday through Friday for three hours a day, and then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll text him like I did it or I'll send him pages we have this relationship where it's like, I'm not going to not send him pages because I don't want to disappoint him. And I think that's really great, a really powerful thing. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be in therapy to do it. Obviously you can do it with your partner. You can do it with a friend, but if you're trying to start a new habit, um, really being accountable to another person that you don't want to let down, that you made a commitment to, let's say you're trying to do sobriety for a month or you're trying to, um, you know, write, or you're trying to 
you know, eat less, whatever your thing is, that you have some sort of person, it could be a therapist, it could be a parent, it could be a friend, it could be a partner that you're accountable to and that you don't want to disappoint. And that obviously you're honest with, because if you're lying, what the hell's the point, hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, you know, what you're saying is so valuable, Zach, because not everybody listening is going to go to therapy for whatever reason, right? No, Maybe well, some can't, some, some can't afford it, we should um, say. We, we, we advertise um, uh, BetterHelp on here, which um, I, I think is a, is a new and, and affordable way for people to seek out therapy. So obviously, um, you know, I, I have a great privilege in being able to have you in my life. So I do want to acknowledge that. But there are ways to reach out to people. And, and, and sometimes for those who can't, um, it, it, it can be as simple as reaching out to a, a friend, not not a friend who's going to give you bad advice. You know who that person is. Don't, don't go to the, you, you, everyone listening knows who's the friend not to go to. But, uh, but, but, but just being in communication and sharing and being honest and authentic, that I've gotten just so much, you know, my sort of word for my year now is, is, is vulnerability. Obviously, releasing a movie to the world is the most vulnerable thing I can do as a, in, in my profession. And it's, it, it did take a lot of courage to, to just release something and, and then, you know, have – and just show it to the world and have everyone weigh in on it. But it, anyone who's listening's life, um, whether it be as small as having a scary conversation you're dreading or, or you know, th- th- it's all about vulnerability. It's all about saying I'm going to do this because I'm going to be – 100% authentically myself and I'm going to allow myself to be vulnerable and I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I had, a, I had a therapist actually who, who once said to me, this is maybe 20 years ago who said, look, you know, people, people often regret the things that they didn't do, not the things they did. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that made a lot of sense to me. Um, and I think, you know, what do people regret later in life? Mostly their regrets around relationships. Mm. Um, and when you speak about the word vulnerability, you know, we all have someone in our life that we could, you know, finish this podcast and, and, and be more authentic to. Maybe they're a friend, maybe they're a partner. But, you know, I, I think there's so much. My experience has been that, that finding the people that you can build a little bit more clarity and vulnerability with is just such an enriching part of our lives yeah. um, to be able to do that. I just have a question for you. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you cut this and I, this is just a real, we never talked about this, but you know, how do you know that I care about you? What, what are the things that, that happen that make you feel that way? I feel that you're authentic and I feel that you're genuinely interested and I feel that you're rooting for me. And I feel no matter, sometimes I, I fall down and I, I, I don't come through with, something I committed to you that I was going to do, or I, I tried every technique you gave me and I still felt depressed, but I always feel like you're, you're in my corner. You're like, you're in, if I was a boxer, you're the guy that's pushing that weird thing on my forehead and whatever that thing does. I don't, I don't even, I don't even know what that thing does. <laughs> I get the sponge. I don't get that weird push down on your forehead thing, but, um, I don't know. That's it. That's the, and I and I and I know that you are because um, you you root for me. I feel like you you're you're one of my biggest champions. So I want to thank you. 
Don't worry, everyone. We're going back to a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the fans right now are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I promise you this will not be therapy uh, next week. We're going to have Donald back, and we will be playing the bong hit noise on the sound effects. You'll get rid just, of the, just, you'll get, just to prove it to you. You're going to kick off the real doctors. Go back Hold to on. i got to get the bong effect so no one freaks out, Doc. One second. Yeah. There it is, everybody. Hey. No, that's this, the show here in honor of Donald. What you trying to get into one day soon? What you trying to do? All right. We'll be back being funny uh, next week. I want to thank Dr. Favorite. I do want to plug your book because you have an awesome book. Um, and uh, it's called, remind me what it's called because I forgot. Life is Sport. Life is Sport. Mm-hmm. And I know you're writing a new one. Um, but check out Life is Sport if you want to read some of these uh, amazing uh, wisdoms from this gentleman who's helped me so much. The, I genuinely, dude, from the bottom of my heart, I I, I couldn't have um, written this film without you. Um, and so thank you. And I couldn't have written without this podcast, to be honest, Joel and Daniel, because um, it made me laugh and it was a hit of dopamine uh, every every week when we do it. So thank you guys. And audience, um, uh, thanks for listening and thanks for uh for, for uh, welcoming Dr. Fader into our community. And um, check out A Good Person if you haven't seen it. It'll only be in theaters a little while, uh, obviously, and then and then it'll come on streaming. But I do think um, there's something really powerful about seeing it in the theater. Mm. It is um, There's something communal about, about experiencing the emotions that come up with this with friends, with family, with a partner um, in, a, in a movie theater setting. So you'll only have a couple of weeks in order to do that, and um, it just expanded um, this weekend t- tonight, I should say, because we're we're airing this uh, on uh, the thirty first of March, right, Daniel? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Uh, we love you. Anything else you guys want to say? No. Come back next Tuesday. We'll be here. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I think um, first of all, this is just a, thanks so much for having me on. It was really great to talk to all of you, and uh, you know, I love the questions that you had. Actually, I think it would be helpful. Uh, Zach, just briefly, if you want to talk about the behavioral things you did to write the book, I think that would be really interesting to people. Um, to write the script, just, you mean? I mean? To write the script, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just talking a little bit about what, you know, what were the ways that you got it done? Everybody, everybody who's listening here, um, you know, almost to a person is trying to get something done, right? Yeah. They're trying to lose weight. They're trying to quit drinking. They're trying to speak differently to their partner. They're trying to write their own screenplay, whatever it is. They're trying yeah. to get something done. And, you know, you you really became a master of some of these techniques that you and I worked on to well, get Well, master, done. By, no, by no means master, but thank you. Um, I just practiced um, what you taught me. And that was, um, one, well, the biggest, most basic thing is, is, is committing, making a commitment to do it every day. Um, just like you make, you make a commitment, an important commitment to, to do anything in your life. When you know you commit to someone in marriage, it's a serious commitment. Um, I committed to Dr. Fader and to myself that I was going to write uh, five days a week um, for a certain amount of hours, and that even if I was staring at the blinking cursor and and saying to myself, "You suck, this sucks, I suck," that I was still going to show up and be vulnerable. And some days it would go great, and some days it wouldn't. Um, but I always I was keeping my commitment. I, I, and, and I would say to him and he, Dr. Fader always says there's, there's great power in a streak, meaning if I've done that commitment and I've really wrote five days in a row on Monday, I'm going to, I'm going to start again because I don't want to mess up my streak. If you're trying to go sober and you made it five days, 
you don't want to mess up your streak. It's mm. exciting. You know, I've taught, I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before where I would take something as simple as a paper calendar. You guys can do this for free. And you don't, I use stickers, but if you don't want to pay for stickers, use a pencil. And I would just go, I would give at the end of the day when I was, when I was, um, first attempting, uh, not, you know, not drinking for a month, I would, uh, I would give myself a smiley face at the end of that day. And I would see all the smiley faces and I'd be like, I'm not fucking up my smiley face streak. I mean, it's so, it's so simple. Yeah. I was told powerful. this to, I sold this to Rich Roll and he was like, it's so funny how reptilian he said our brains are. It's just that we want that. We want that. We want that fucking smile. It's like when you're potty training your kids, you know, I know people use stickers. Like if you, you, you know, you get a sticker on the day, if you use the potty or whatever, we still, my brain at 46 at the time was like, I'm not fucking not getting that smiley face. I'm, I want that. So even stuff like that really helped me. Um, going for a streak, getting affirmation, sending the pages to um, to friends, and then getting feedback from them always felt good. When I would I, people in my writing community, I would send a scene to and be like, "Hey, can I get your thoughts?" And so getting that feedback was helpful. It would it would inspire me when they were like, "This is great! Oh my gosh, keep going!" But really showing up, you know, showing up every day, um, no matter how I felt, was was the key. It's so huge. I mean, the gamification of, of, of your task is, is key. I mean, you know, people have, what I've done with some people is just have them order a light bright, you know, $12 online. And just every day that you do your thing, you put a little light bright uh, key into the light bright. I love right? that. It's I love fun. this idea so much. No, it's good. Know, it's the cheapest. You can do it. So cheapest, like this money, money can't be your excuse. If you don't want my free version, which is. If you don't want my free version, no, my, my, my version is free. You, everyone yeah. should have a pencil. If not, just prick, prick your finger and use blood. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm, just kidding. Sacrifice. I'm just kidding. But you can, anybody can print a paper calendar off the internet. Um, yeah. but, but if you want to spend seven bucks, you can buy a light bright. Go ahead, Dr. Fader. Yeah, do it. And, and I mean, I think, look, the, the reality is that, you know, just by having simple gamification and also connecting it, you don't have to have a therapist. It's great you have a therapist or coach. But finding someone, the, the, the science shows, if you say out loud to someone what you're intending to do and they hear it and they know it, you're much more likely to complete it. And so just those two simple things are things that anyone listening here can do and make it high, much more likely that you're going to complete your goal. All right. On that note, um, I know that we only had you for the hour. Um, so thank you so much. You're incredible. Life as Sport is the book. Thank you, uh, Dr. Jonathan Fader. I love you, Joel and Dale. And that's our show. Uh, five, six, seven, eight. stories about show we made About a bunch of docs and nurses And a janitor who loved to hate I said he's got stories That you all should Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style. 
and service are some of the best features of Tacovas, but now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.